Okay, the Buddhists, a person is not a single substance existing continuously through time, but a series of physical and mental states, also called person states. The Buddhist term for an individual, a term which is intended to suggest the difference between the Buddhist view and other theories, is Santana, uh, which means stream. Each person state consists of various psychological and physiological factors which are called the skandhas. These skandhas are not persistent in time but only last for one infinitesimal short period. So uh, the person states fleet away and give rise to new person states in an endless cycle of cause and effect. So because every single person state only exists for an infinitesimal uh, short period of time, they cannot be a persistent self. So as you said, uh, this Atish you are listening to right now is not the Atish that started this podcast. It's a different Atish altogether. Hi Atish, number two. <laughs> uh, so the instantaneous succession of the skandhas or the physiological and psychological factors give the impression of continuity. Just like the succes- uh, succession of the yeah. 24 still images which you spoke about. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the images that come together continuously to form the effect of motion is what the Buddhists are saying uh, the physiological and psychological factors the self is an effect the self is an effect but what Sankara says is that the self is not an effect and because it is not not an effect it is eternal okay but you said uh, the Buddhists said that the self uh, nothing exists without a cause that's cause and effect the self is the effect what is the cause the cause are the skandhas Okay. The skandhas, the physiological and psychological ah, factors okay. lead to the formation of the self. Alright, because the physiological and psychological factors dif- uh, differ but from But why would each, they have to? Because every second gives us new information. And because the new information is processed by our brain, there's something added to the sum. Hmm. And therefore the sum, the whole becomes different. Alright, yeah. that, is, that is what the Buddhists say. Because uh, what they say is that this inter- instantaneous uh, succession of skandhas, just like uh, instantaneous succession of pictures creates the... Uh, effect of moving, yeah? it, it creates the illusion of motion. Just like that, the continuous skandhas create an illusion of the okay. self. All right, which, which because it is instantaneous and it is uh, it is in a succession, we cannot differentiate between them. That is why they say that we feel that the self is permanent while it is not. All right, but uh, what Sankara says is that again he uh, harks back to memory and recognition. All right, if he says. Uh, he says that if each of these individual factors were different, how do we still remember? How do we still recognize? All right, those are still questions which are unanswered by the Buddhist race. Okay, I saw that. They're bound together. That, yeah, they're, they're bound together. So that is what they're saying. Remember, uh, what Sankara says is that remembrance means recalling to mind something after its perception. And that can only happen when the agent of perception and memory is the same. All right, which the Buddhists say it's not. That is the whole crux of that argument. Okay, anyway, moving on. And uh, from that, because uh, you talked about how, um, about the cause and effect thing. Yeah. Now, uh, throughout this, we have assumed that, for example, our uh, organ, any organ, your liver, mm-hmm. would function what the liver, the way the liver functions outside your body as well. For example, if the human beings did not exist, yeah. the liver would still continue to do the same thing that it did. It does now. Would it though? That is the entire point. Would it though? Because I don't think it will. Because the entire function of the liver is defined in relation to the functions of other objects. Right? Yeah. And uh, just like you mentioned how uh, when two things are bound together and that is all that is always changing. That sum, the, the difference of the sum, the interactions between the two selves because what I was yesterday to what I am today, there is a continuity. 
and that continuity 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 ha continuity it's okay yeah Indian that accents man <laughs> there's nothing called a specific pronunciation guys and uh, <laughs> that is i think the reason why the sum uh, is greater than the whole is greater than the sum of parts get it the continuity yeah that is the reason the continuity adds to the uh, whole exactly. okay yeah yeah i get it because uh, the liver will not be a liver if it wasn't uh, functioning in relation to the stomach true so because it would get nothing to process yeah. so if someone understands just how the stomach functions and then understands how the brain functions they would not be able to understand if for example we uh, lost uh, a lot of weight suddenly because we have a cancer or something yeah you have to understand the how the body functions in a way that every organ functions in relation to each other so uh, a part outside a whole just suddenly loses all meaning especially in a organic object like human beings not just in an organic object dude i think a part outside of a whole loses meaning because a part outside of a whole has no function mm-hmm. all right a part has a function only because it is a part of a whole yeah function but uh, it still has specific properties just like a uh, a piece of wood outside a chair will still have length and that mean? length will add to the length of the chair yes but the function of the chair what the chair does is not influenced i mean it is influenced by its length Isn't it is it? it is that's what, that's yeah. why i'm saying the part outside of the chair okay so if it was just a block of wood yeah. uh which is like a te- um, which is like a meter long yeah? yeah if it was just a block of wood a meter long that wouldn't account for anything it's just a block of wood all right but when you cut it up you make two legs of two legs out of it okay after that it's just like half a meter of wood still unless it is attached to a chair Hmm. right hmm. so unless it uh, provides a function of supporting the chair it has no like what what do you say uh what is the correct term for it if there is no function it is pointless entirely it's not a chair it's not a chair all right so that's chair why the is defined part, by its function the the chair is defined by its function that's so, why the, that's why that's where the whole chairness of a chair comes in because a chair need not have four four legs a chair can have two legs also okay. it depends on the how the chair could be it. someone's lap as well the yeah. chair could be someone's lap as well kinky motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so so if imagine if, if i was in the 1700s i bought a, sp- a slave specifically to be a chair for me <laughs> all right guys uh, not a black guy a white guy because i'm brown all right i don't i don't oppress people of my own skin color uh, uh, but about a white guy i buy a white guy and like yo motherfucker listen you're going to be a chair for me for the rest of your life i'll feed you i'll let you poop i'll let you pee but when i need to sit i'll sit on you okay so that guy is a chair for all intents and purposes all right yeah. so again the whole chairness of a chair the identity the whole relation to the person and the whole relation to the observer comes in uh, what do you want to sit when he's pooping <laughs> what do you want to sit when he's pooping hmm. will he still be a chair he needs to stop pooping man i bought him <laughs> This poop is mine. <laughs> hey, but then the commode is also a chair then. But it fun- because the commode is a chair for the chair. What? The commode is a chair for my chair. No, no, no. <laughs> I uh, whenever like you don't have a slave, you live in 21st century. All right. You okay, want to cool. poop. What if I go to the commode just because I want to sit? Because uh, in my room I don't want to sit anymore uh, because my roommate's fapping or something. Yeah. And I go and uh, sit on the commode. So is there a chair then? it becomes a chair if you every time you decide to sit you go and sit on the commode well, you don't have to sit on the, in a chair every time you don't have to sit on a chair every time but every time you use the commode you use it as a chair and not as a commode then it becomes a chair but the moment you use it to poop it stops being a chair but the then function. it's moment specific right 
yeah of course it's moment specific yeah. it is moment specific it is uh, it is uh, so when i'm just sitting on it it is relational Alright, yeah. so if you sit on it but don't poop, alright, even if you went with the intention of pooping but you don't poop, it's a chair. Alright, but the moment that shit leaves your butthole, <laughs> okay, the moment it makes that sound, it's a fucking come on, okay. Why <laughs> intention? The intention. Yeah. Yeah, the intention. Intention. But see, all of these, when whenever we go into these questions, we automatically bring the idea of intention and all. Everything else related to the self, hmm. which is why in the beginning I wanted to talk of things in a general way, to define something as some how something would exist without a uh, someone having to observe it, right? It can't. In a realist, realistic manner, in a platonic manner. A platonic idea is called realism, as in uh, there are real things out there. Yeah. They exist in uh, the world, and they exist in the platonic realm of hmm. perfect forms. And things we see around are imperfect copies. Right? Okay, so uh, just a reference to our uh, listeners. Why do I keep seeing readers? So when he says the perfect form, uh, it's it's called the ideal world. Uh, the ideal world, where it's the ideal world of ideas that uh, Plato thought of, where concepts exist. All right. Mm. So what he says is concepts are as real as uh, what you see in reality exactly. because what you see in reality is just concept manifested exactly is what he says so okay. he says concepts uh, exist and everything else is a picture of the concept yeah that's why everything else yeah. is a lie and plato's republic denounces a poets for some reason yeah it is a very uh, that's why it fits in so perfectly with religions yeah it says the abstract is the real and the real is just a copy of the abstract so if you have uh, circles or you have squares everywhere now he says the property of circularity the property of circularity exists in the platonic realm right yeah and all of the circles that we see are imperfect copies of that perfect circle with the perfect idea of circularity right there and but the problem with plato is uh, relation which we have been tackling for so long because uh, how do you know that the circle that you have here is related to the perfect circle right true then you yeah. bring in the idea of relation now relation itself is a property and they can and the relation itself could be reduced into a concept of the perfect relation now if there is a perfect relation in the platonic realm then the way things relate in the out in our world would be an imperfect copy of the best sort of relation that there is true then we just go in the loop get it because we go back again to the property of how this relation relates to the bigger relation yeah. the actual the, the real relation and that then you're just like running in loops which is why Plato was just, I don't know, he's just so so naive. Did he think this through? 